Did I interest you in a stamp? Yeah, give me a stamp. Oh. No, give me a purple one. Oh, I'm sorry we haven't any purple ones. I could uh, paint one for you. I don't want a painted one. person hasn't got any rights in this country anymore. The government even tells you what color stamps you gotta buy. Live from the Stamp Fridge, this is the award-winning stamp show here today. If you can dream it, we can collect it. This is episode number 335, brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. This is Cash. This is Mark. This is Jim. This is Don. Okay, so we got two things in the mail. I want to thank Richard Y. for his very... Uh, generous gift to uh, the podcast and uh, he wrote uh, thank you for another year of awesome podcasts I look forward to them every week and enjoy learning about the hobby I especially enjoy your candid insights keep up the good work well I don't know what candid insights he's talking about but uh, why don't we uh, try to have more of them <laughs> exactly I will I will lick a mint Scott number two in your honor <laughs> <laughs> that's candid and then we have robert b who also uh sent us a night le nice letter it says uh i've been a fan of your podcast since the early days and have listened to every single one of your 300 plus shows i want to apologize yes <laughs> i know <laughs> let us take I, this time i am <laughs> so us. so sorry he goes on I guess it's high time I joined, so my $10 is enclosed. I am uh, your, your certificate of membership is in the mail. So we're going to uh, clean out the sound fridge. I was at the sound fridge this morning. And, you know, Mark, uh, open it up real quick. Uh, the milk there. What's the date on the milk? Ah, this is from uh, back from 2020. Yeah. yeah. It's pre-COVID milk. Pre-COVID, so well. Anyway, I moved the milk to the side, and it's still sitting there. I should have thrown it away. It's it's actually not milk anymore. It's more like yogurt. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but um, behind it, I found a bunch of stamp stuff that was in there that we hadn't addressed. So I thought, you know, let's go ahead and get it because some of it is, you know, uh, there w it was next to some lettuce, and you know how the lettuce gets kind of funky and wet. So some of it is sort of sticking together, but we got some good stories here. And yeah, they only get better with age. Yeah. Did you toss the milk or is it still in there? No, it's still in there. Oh, okay. Next next year. We're making cheese, I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. We usually make a lot of cheese around here. Yeah. It'll go from yogurt to cheese eventually, right? Yep. Yeah. And if we run out of time, we'll cut the cheese. <laughs> 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 and there's part of your candid uh, <laughs> stamp information. 
Well, the first thing, um, this is an old story that I just thought was, uh, you know, uh, I like it when politically correct goes wrong just for the sheer humor of it. Anyway, uh, Spain put out an issue of four stamps about racial inequality, and it shows skin tones. And what it is, is it's a white stamp with a triangle of color. You know, just... Rectangle. Or, excuse me, a rectangle of color. And it's just color. Yeah, it's a color swatch, sort of like a Pantone color swatch. And uh, they have, like, white... Let's say cream color, which I guess is for white people. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they have a light brown, and then they have a like a chocolate mocha. I don't know whose skin color is that, but right. that's a rather attractive skin color for chocolate. Mm-hmm. And then they have black, mm-hmm. and that's black, black. I haven't seen any black, black people like that. Right. This is black. And uh, they got all sorts of hate mail for doing it because the black stamp is the lowest value and the white stamp is the highest value. <laughs> and we're sitting there going, um, and I noticed it immediately. And it's like, uh, this is weird. <laughs> they should have issued them all in the same value. Yeah. You know, have a satanic block of four. Right. Yeah. You know, exactly. for equality. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of gross. <clears throat> Personally, it, it's kind of like, ooh, some Hannibal Lecter swatches here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, ew. It's also, in my opinion. I wouldn't want it to, to I mean, it, it would be, it's not a lick and stick, right? Because I, the thought of it just grosses me out. <laughs> I don't know whether, it, hold on, let me see. The perforations look like they're die cut. Right, so oh, yeah. self-adhesive. It's a self-adhesive. All right, so if you put the stamp on you and you're that color, it should disappear. Nobody is any of these colors. <laughs> these colors are not actual skin tones. Actually, I have seen that color. You've seen a person? Yes, I have. You're not talking into your microphone so nobody heard what you just said. Yes, I have. Well, cleaning out the stamp fridge. The uh, next one is Robert S., and he sent me he sends me stuff all the time. He's working on seeing if there is some way to tell special printings other than just, hey, that's a really clear impression on the right paper. It's like if you found a used one, which you know, none of them exist except for a couple of them that Scott Cattle Scott, the original Scott, used on uh, mail back in the uh, in early 1910s, just as a lark. But he's pointed out some things that, you know, might be good, might be bad. One of them is that on the five-cent Zachary Taylor, there's a little dot over his uh, left eye, mm-hmm. or his right eye. The The eye is the left on the stamp, but if it was, he was actually a guy who's right, you know, with I'm getting... Which right are you talking about? I'm getting too far into it. One of his eyes has a dot over the top. And the dot is on the special printings, but not on the regular issues. But it could just be a dot that wears out really quick after it's printed for a while. So do you have a special printing or just a really early printing of the stamp? So... uh, 
I'm not sure that that you'd want to spend a lot of time looking at the for Zachary Taylor special printings. This would be Scott number 181 because uh, there were only 317 sold, and only about a dozen or so that are you know known and expertized in collectors' hands. So. I, I guess you know you can you could argue yeah there's another 300 out there that 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 are yet to be discovered but uh, uh, you know that <laughs> that's a that's, that's kind of a fool's errand that's a pig in a poke looking yeah. f- looking for a pig a very small pig and a very very big giant poke right our uh, friend of the podcast uh, Jim Forty suggested well look for uh, look for any that have uh, scissors cuts because a lot of the special printings. Um, were separated by scissors, but um, the Scott catalog notes that uh, that Scott 181 and also Scott 180 uh, were not separated by scissors. Oh, so um, that uh, <laughs> so if you if you have a, a a stamp that you think might be a candidate for a special printing, or you're trying to fool your friends and you want to uh, uh, trim the perfs with scissors <laughs> a little bit to <laughs> try and further your argument. Uh, the the, uh, the sharp eye will will immediately say, "No, nope, this isn't it." Well, you, funny thing is, uh, I have a friend who found a stamp that had a really clear print. It wasn't the five cent Zachary Taylor. It was a, uh, I think the two cent. It was a two cent, and it had scissor cut perfs and a really clear impression, and. By just looking at it, I go, that's a really good candidate for a special printing. Send it on in. And they sent it in, and it wasn't a special printing. And I'm going, well, who the heck cut their stamps apart with scissors? By then, everybody knew what the holes were for. Now, funny, interesting story. Uh, Jim does also, uh, but I collect uh, the three cent 1857 issue. Uh, Scott number 25s and 26s, also number 10s and 11s. Um, when they first started pre- uh, perforating U.S. number 25s, people didn't know what the holes were for. They thought it was sort of like a guideline or something like that. So you will find a lot of 25s that are cut apart with scissors because they cut apart all the other ones with scissors in the beginning. They go, oh, holes, what the hell, you know, and still cut it apart. You don't find number 65s, though, cut apart with scissors or anything like that. Right. And then all of a sudden, this banknote stamp was cut apart with scissors, and you go, oh, that's a score, and it wasn't. Hmm. So, now here's an interesting one. Uh, Jeopardy had a stamp category, and the only reason I'm bringing it up is because Jeopardy has stamp category, and uh, we were going to not mention it, and then the person uh, that we were at uh, lunch with, Warren, goes, uh, I didn't know stamps categories were on Jeopardy. So I guess it went back into the circulation. But yes, they had uh, um, a category. And one of them was uh, they'd show the stamp and they'd block off the name. And like this one here was a third good Marshall stamp for Black Heritage. And they'd say, who is this? And you'd have to identify it off the stamp. Right. In the form of a question. In the form of a question, yeah. Who is Thurgood Marshall? Um, But I was thinking, you know, they're putting a lot of stamps out that, you know, you have no clue who these people are. Right. They're pretty obscure people, some of them. Yeah. Historically. 
and they don't have any, like Canada, we were talking, this was way back when, if you were listening to all 300 podcasts, you'll remember this one, uh, a Canadian stamp for a guy, uh, the first black person who was in the Navy or something like that, and it showed him and an old ship. And you go, oh, okay, so that guy is some sort of sailor dude. But in the United States, if they had that guy, they'd have that guy and no reference whatsoever. We complained about that in the early issues. You would see the Canadian stamps, you know, like, I know which one you're talking about. It was like the Explorer, and they showed him, and they showed a ship, and, you know, you see all the stuff in the background. Oh, it was a great stamp. And then... um, The girl, the lady with pearls. The lady with the pearls and the hat, and... There's just nothing to it. It's just you. You might as well have just taken a photograph. Who cares? And and the thing was is that they were commemorating her when she was like in her thirties, and she showed up. They showed a picture of her when she was like in her seventies. And right. it's like you got no chance here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they p- just put out a stamp, and I forget who it is because it hasn't been issued yet. But they released the artwork. It's a lady, and it looks like a guy. And I go, who is this guy? And they go, it's not a guy, it's a lady. Yeah, Edmonia Lewis. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and is it a trans? <laughs> no, really. I mean, I don't. Th- I don't think so. Yeah, it's part of the Black Heritage series, mm-hmm. and and USPS is kind of kind of notorious for this, especially in the Black Heritage series, where they'll they'll put out a stamp of a person with no indication of what it. Why they're famous? Well, no, because they ha- they did do it in the past, and they had the black pilot. Uh, I forget her name, and it showed her in the aviation cap and everything like that. Right. You look at her, and you go, "Ah, that is an early pilot." Right. But other times, it's just like, "Well, Thurgood Marshall, he's wearing his judge's robes." Right. But Gwen Ifill, there was no indication. I mean, other than you recognize her name, I didn't recognize mm-hmm. her name. But, you know, and that was a political stamp anyway. That was a shout out to PBS. Uh, but the uh, the one that I remember was uh, Le Guin. And it, sh- it looked like that Canadian stamp we were talking about. And it shows her. And then it shows this Arctic exploration party. And I go, oh, that lady is an Arctic explorer. Look, there's an Arctic scene behind them. It shows people running through it and everything. And uh, they corrected me quickly on uh, Facebook because uh, that's what they do. And they said, no, she's a writer. And she wrote about uh, trans people. And uh, part of her book was in an ice setting on an ice world. And I'm going, you know, I don't get any of that from this stamp. Right. But they made, they made the effort. <laughs> but in the Edmonia Lewis uh, stamp, she's a sculptor. But there's nothing to indicate, you know, a- anything like that in, in, in the stamp. If it's she just was, oh, she's a sculptor? Yeah. I had no clue she was a sculptor. Yeah. All I know is that I put down she was a dude, and uh, I was corrected, no, she's a woman. And it was like, oh, okay. Uh, still haven't, so now I know. And how hard would it be to show a sculpture yeah. with her? 
Yeah, or show one of the things that, that one of the works that she did. Yeah, or show her actually sculpting something. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if she's sculpting clay or, you know, chiseling marble or whatever, but whatever it is, they could do that easily, and they just don't. When they issued the Norman Rockwell stamp honoring him, he was painting his self-portrait yeah. painting on the stamp. Which So you see him, and you see him painting, and you see him again. Right. Yeah. It's pretty hard to miss that he was an artist. Whereas That's if, a great stamp. If he was black, they would show him and you'd go, Norman Rockwell, who the heck is he and what is he doing? Because you're just showing a picture of him wearing a, you know, a blue sleeveless shirt or something like yeah. that. Yeah. You're opening up an old wound for me here. Yeah. Okay, because, um, you know, my early times on the show, I was talking about how bland and boring um, the U.S. stamps are. You can do better with Zazzle. Yeah, they and do. that just there was um, well, they had the like the uh, the classic trucks. Mm-hmm. It looks like photographs and not even good ones. Yeah, uh, the fruit stamps again. It's fruit, white background. Who cares? Well, and why why can't you put a little bit more effort into it? Well, the USPS uh, I was told at lunch today is starting a podcast. Yeah. And oh, I, boy. And I said, oh, are they going to talk about all the crappy designs they put on <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they said, probably not. <laughs> it's like, I understand that. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe they'll talk about how they don't make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. oh. So look up their podcast and uh, troll them in their comments. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they have to to defend themselves because I, I keep saying not nice thing well i'm being i'm being i'm care fronting them let's put it that way i care but you need to know you guys are putting out crap so not always not always some of the stamps are really really great but you know the national park stamps are really cool if they put out a polish history or polish heritage and they showed famous Polish Americans, and they just like showed the dude with no nothing. No reference. I, I'd be calling them stupid and everything. I hold myself back because being politically correct, I don't want to disparage the Black History or Black Heritage series. But realistically, they can do better. Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, if they might do uh, something where the. Uh, uh, duck stamp program does where they put out a contest and say, look, you know, oh, let's get some artists fantastic. together and say, you know, we want you guys to take over the black heritage series, you know, and then they, they curate, um, you know, a, a bunch of different artists that, that create a stamp and then, uh, they pick a winner and just like in the duck stamp, you don't get any money, but you get recognition. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. And it has to be somebody who hasn't already been on a stamp. Uh, in the Black Heritage series. Martin Luther King has not been on a stamp in the Black Heritage series. The Martin Luther King stamp was not part of the Black Heritage series. Right, yeah. I think that that is weird. That's odd. Okay, the next thing, uh, again, the lettuce was sitting on top of it, but the first postal card of the world was issued in Austria 
Uh, nothing more to say about that <laughs> except that it it's Austria's claim to fame. Uh, what year was what this? What year was that? It was uh, 1869. Okay. And it uh, Pre- predates and the United States by four years. Something like that. Yep. All right. Nobody thought of it before the Austrians did. Um, it, I, I guess not. Yeah. At least no, uh, no stamp issuing country. I I know that there were private. Post private cards, cards, but they're not postal cards. And of course, the difference between a postcard and a postal card is a postal card has the indicia on it and the post office sells it, whereas a postcard is just a card that somebody made instead of an envelope. And, and you have to attach, attach affix a stamp. Correct. Yeah. The postage is not paid on it pre, or prepaid on it. Uh, next thing we have is... Uh, in the Philippines, and I collect Philippines, so I know a lot about this, and there are many countries like the Philippines, but this is the one I collect. There are very, very rare items in the Philippines that don't catalog anything because the demand is not there. So it's really, really limited supply, but the demand is short, and uh, this right here is a uh, Arms of Manila plate block. And there are maybe, you know, a couple, you know, maybe, maybe a hundred of these possible. And thing catalogs, you know, like 80 bucks. And so uh, for $80, you can have a thing that less is more scarce than an inverted Jenny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just not in demand. Yeah. Not popular. Uh, postal increases. Supposedly, there was a postal increase that just went into effect. Yep, yesterday. Yeah, what was it? Uh, it was uh, priority mail and uh, basically packages, you know. So priority uh, mail and express mail now need... Uh, first class packages went up. So. so I assume they're going to be coming out with a new priority and uh, express mail stamp soon. So they you, might, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess they'll have to, yeah. yeah. But then uh, they're also talking about raising prices again in, uh, in I think, June or July. Oh. So uh, then that this is an opportunity. If they come out with a new priority and express stamp soon and they change the price in June or July, that'll be a fairly short period of time. Uh, from a speculator point of view, you should go out there and buy some of them because short periods of time, that's why the Bethesda fountain is expensive. Right. So will the next one be another Bethesda? For the people who don't recall the prior podcast, Bethesda fountain is a $25 express mail stamp, which today is selling for four times face value. Right, in mint. In but, mint. It, but it would also be an opportunity for postal usage in... Uh, you know, in in the right, uh, uh, oh yeah, you know, in the right area. So if you're sending a priority package, you know, put one of these stamps on it, and then in June if the price goes up, then you've got a piece of postal history that is is going to be fairly scarce because of the small window. Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, something we we here at PSE send a lot of priority mail. Maybe uh, we to assist our stamp collecting people. We'll uh, get some priority stamps. 
And if they make the priority envelopes, oh yeah, those are going to be really super scarce because those don't get uh, made in very large quantities. So we can uh, we have the opportunity to give some people some uh, pretty impressive items. Sure, and as a cost saving measure, you can buy the copies that are made in China. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, good segue though. Um. Another, uh, we have a, and this came from Mark, since you brought it, why don't you uh, go ahead and talk? Oh, I thought this was an interesting, it was a uh, full-page article on Linz, and uh, this caught my eye because um, this guy is offering an investment service where you buy stamps, but you don't actually take possession of the stamps. He keeps the stamps. He also keeps your money. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and uh, and and he claims to in- invest the stamps for a minimum of one year, so you can't touch the, you know, investment for a year. And then uh, he is there a maximum you, or just a minimum? Uh, minimum of ten thousand dollar investment, and but he w- he does send you a, a quarterly uh, profit report um, by email. So uh, so for your ten thousand dollars minimum uh, for uh, more than a year or at least a year. You will get emails. He promises emails. So it's basically a stamp collecting REIT. It's right. It's a, it's it's, a seat. It's Bitstamp. <laughs> <laughs> Bitstamp. There you go. <laughs> Bitstamp. Yeah. I'm not sure if he if he got any takers, but uh, all he needs is a hundred. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering if he, if he has any takers. Uh, if you're if you're out there, are you still getting emails? Hmm? Uh, yeah, uh, if if you if anybody has invested with this guy, I'm curious to find oh, out yeah. if, if you've been receiving your your emails in a timely manner. I have a funny feeling that the people who listen to this podcast are not the type who would invest in stamps that they don't get to touch. Right. I mean, I understand it's it's instead of a real estate investment trust, this is a stamp investment trust. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think you have some, uh, security and exchange commission issues here. (laughs) As a matter of fact, I'm sure you do, but it's in bold letters. that says you don't actually take possession of any stamps. That's a, that's a feature. Yeah. Oh, goody. (laughs) You don't have to worry about bending those corners and licking that gum. Um, it's interesting. It's, uh. It's it's investing in stamps, but it's not investing in stamps. I guess. Right. He doesn't give his name, so you're not sure, you know, about his well, expertise. But we didn't say the name of the company, and let's not. Just, right. No. But it's a philatelic investment service that is basically doing a stamp investment trust. They're advertising in Linz. And I think that uh, the <laughs> if this gets large, the SEC will get involved because yeah. you're not allowed to do this. <laughs> I mean, this is not – you cannot solicit to the public unless you go through Security and Exchange Commission guidelines. So that's uh, – that's an interesting thing. Uh, hopefully we won't read that the guy is thrown in jail or fined or something like that. Last thing is, on February 11th and 12th, 
we're going to have the Las Vegas Stamp Show. And we saw the new site the other, what was it? Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Thursday last week. And this is a nice looking place. Uh, this is, in my opinion, superior to the hotels. Yeah. I mean, it is. We have a little conference room where we're going to try to have the Boulder City Stamp Club put in an auction. Mm-hmm. So they'll come by and people will be auctioning stamps off. And then uh, we'll have the regulars. We'll have Dave Cobb, Bill Hontos, and Leland Wolf with Wolf Stamps. And we're also going to have Dick Kaiser come in. So hmm. we're going to have an international de- dealer here with a lot of new stuff. And then, of course, me and Jim Forty will bring our stuff. And uh, what's the address? Uh, it's on Blue Diamond Road in Las Vegas. It's not on the Strip. It's, it's a long cab ride from the Strip. You do not want to stay on the Strip. Yeah, it's uh, 8015 Blue Diamond Road, Suite 120. It's ground floor, right off the parking lot. So from the parking lot, you can look right into the, into the building. Yeah, this is a, it's a conference center. Right. It's not a hotel. Right. It's the, it's the conference room of Mountain's Edge Master Association. Yeah, you, but it, it, it's brand new construction, and man, does it look nice. Yep. So look for the stamp show here today sign. Yep. And uh, February 11th or 12th, if you're in the area, come on by. Anything else? Well, uh, in six months, we'll uh, go back and check on the milk and uh, see if there's any more stamp items in there. Good idea. We need your help. Nothing on the internet is free, including our phone and internet connections. So you can support the podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today Club. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Please include your APS member number as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. (laughs) Because you don't put that on the letter. Oh. Well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this still clown was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! You have been listening to Stamp Show here today, seeking to advance all levels of the stamp collecting hobby through news, information, and collecting advice. Visit us at stampshowheretoday.com to listen to the show, view images of the items we are talking about, and read the show notes. You can also continue the conversation on Facebook at Stamp Show Here Today and on Twitter at Stamp Show HT. If you have questions or comments about the show or have any topics you would like us to discuss, you can email us at stampshowheretoday at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep collecting.
Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.